What is going on, Internet? Welcome back to another episode of Nerdy Nomicron. Episode 25. A proper milestone as far as Ollie is concerned. <laughs> At least that's what he says. That's right. And it's uh, it's going to be a good episode. We got uh, all kinds of stuff to talk about. I am your host, Alex, a.k.a. Snurfin. Joining me, of course... My two brothers, my two homies, Ryan, Synthetic, what up, man? Hello, hello, hello. And the Chungus Among Us, Ollie the Vonstrosity, what's up? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing pretty Chungus, thank you for asking. He is, he is the Chungus, and he is Chungy as fuck. I don't know how many times I can use that word in a, as an adjective. Whoa, but... I mean, that's derogatory. Is it? You gotta say the full thing. No, you chungy. Chungy. Hell yeah. Chungy. Is it chungy or chungy? Do <laughs> you pronounce the G or is it like a soft, silentish? Chungy. RG. Chongy. Chungy. With yes. a g. Get that yes. G. Yes to all of it. <laughs> yes to both. It, it transcends. English transcends language rules, so <laughs> I think either one works. Okay, well, he is the chungiest. Among us, the Chungus. I'm done saying Chungus now. Okay. Episode 25. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Quite a quite a bit to talk about. Uh, uh, we've had some uh, some fun goings on, um, and some interesting new things happening with our. I was about to say with our channel, but we're not a channel. We're a, we're a podcast. Um. We got sponsors, yo. Yeah. Play the yep. air horns instead of the wah, wah, wah. fucking streamers and <laughs> whatever. We have sponsors. And because we are responsible, responsible, not rear responsible. I don't even know where my mouth was going with that one. It got away from me for a second there. Because we are responsible podcasters and know that you guys don't want us to play that in the middle of our show. And we know that you're not going to hear it if we play it at the end of our show. So guess what? We're going to play it here in the beginning. Skip if you want, but no, the next 30 seconds after I'm done speaking, we have a word from our sponsors. Starting now. As a podcast listener, you love to listen. So imagine if you could listen seamlessly throughout every room of your home, your office, your business, or even outside by the pool. With DL, you can. Connected through Wi-Fi, Dio speakers provide a high-quality audio. No matter if it's music, podcasts, books on tape, you name it. I can walk in the front door, go downstairs in my basement, and then go all the way up to my bedroom and not have to worry about any adjustments to the audio. Dio speakers are so unique, they're actually compatible with other brand speakers. So you could have five Dio speakers all across your home, and you can add other brands of speakers that are compatible with Dio. The price of Dio speakers is actually 60% lower than an entry-level Sonos speaker. Installing the speakers takes less than a minute. You can play any audio from your Apple devices simply using AirPlay 2. So what are you waiting for? To use our discount, check out dioconnect.com slash blind knowledge. That's dioconnect.com slash blind knowledge. Dio, the way to go. Hell yeah, and we're back. Welcome back, everybody. Dio speakers, check that stuff out. So, how's everybody been doing lately? Not bad. Just 
been sitting on Moon Knight now for a couple of days. I know. What a um, fucking crazy episode. Truly. And seems the uh, the internet has been polarized on it very much in uh, just how they feel about this first really? episode. Yeah. Yes, they have. Really? Because the other, the other day... The other day I was seeing, um, I, I think it was the IMDb or, or Rotten Tomatoes ranking of the premiere episode of all the Marvel TV shows that have come out, and it actually beat Loki as number one, mo- like, best-reviewed episode. So I'm curious to hear what the polarization is. So, some of it, um, I, I'm not sure if you know about this, Ollie, but uh, Alex and I had talked about this the other day, um... Uh, there is uh, a group of people that are review bombing um, the show and giving it a one star because they uh, bring up the Armenian genocide. Um, and it, it, they're I, just like giving I heard it a about one that. star okay. saying that it, like, it's not true and that it never happened. Um, but the, the more grounded side of, uh, of the polarization right now and what people seem to be not liking about it um, is that they think that the story, uh, it doesn't really, like, fit in. Like, because of, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Mark, not Mark, but this one is Stephen. Stephen, right? Stephen Grant. Stephen? Yeah, Stephen Grant. Um, because he's a, such an unreliable narrator, um, and we only ever see, uh, like, like the, the the two sides of him, we only ever get to see the one of it, and because of that, it takes away from, uh, you know, the the action that we would typically see in a Marvel movie. Uh, we don't get really any kind of development in terms of, like, what is going on with this character, um, just because the first episode, it it was supposed to leave us in the dark, in my opinion, um, but. A lot of what people don't like about it is because we were left in the dark, from what I can gather, anyway. Okay, but I thought that was, like, the whole point was to be left in the dark because there's going to be some exposition later on in the show about what's going on with that. Well, that's what we're hoping, but we don't necessarily know if that's what we're going to get, right? That's yeah, that's a good point. But I mean, I either way, I'm happy with what we got. Like it's it's unique, you know? Like if this show actually can give us a diverse cast with just this one actor and like one episode will be action heavy because that's the mercenary in control. One episode is going to be um like goofiness heavy and like basically um you know, kind of holistic in the sense of everything just kind of works out for him. And I like, I, I, I like, I, I like that, that kind of diversity. And, and if that's what we end up getting, I'm going to be happy. I totally agree with you. And there's a large part of me that thinks that the criticism that uh, the first episode is getting is more, uh, more so people thinking the worst for the show going forward and just not having the expectation of them um, kind of fleshing out uh, all that's happening to this character. 
instead um maybe focusing on just one personality and uh we'll get nothing more than just like them speaking to each other telepathically to his other ones but i i really don't think that that's at all where they're going with this um even if it is just a, a one-off show where do you think, think they're going that, with it I, I think that uh i mean i still kind of think that we're gonna see him maybe appear in doctor strange just like even for a little bit uh something like a like the daredevil uh, cameo in No Way Home is more or less what I'm expecting, mm. but um, definitely not I, I don't know table. how much I expect to see this character in the MCU going forward. That's fair. I'm kind of hoping yeah. we get more Moon Knight though. Like, why? Why bother with a six episode offshoot? Jesus, my brain, my mouth is just not doing things today. Why bother with a six episode offshoot? Uh, or a one shot, if you will, if we're not planning to vault him immediately into the MCU, like why, why one and done it? Why even bother telling yeah. the story? Mm-hmm. Yeah, agree, especially yeah. since I'm pretty sure Moon Knight. Go ahead, Ollie. Sorry, Ryan. Go on. Oh, okay. Thanks. Um, especially since Moon Knight has been rumored to be like in the planning stages since. I think we were on like Daredevil season two or three. Like this, this has been kind of thought of for a while. Yeah. And originally, I feel like the idea was going to be, you know, he was going to run into the Defenders in New York or something like that. So it's it's been something they've been wanting to do for a while. And the fact that they chose Oscar Isaac to be this character, I feel says a lot for what they expect the character's longevity could be so i'm not you know it's kind of the same thing with like um i don't know if you see it this way but with having kit harrington be like a really minor character in um eternals when he's such a arguably big actor because of game of thrones like why waste him on such a small character because he's gonna be the black knight the, the yeah yeah exactly if you saw the post credits you see what they're building up with him so they obviously chose a character that can carry the screen and i don't think that's any different with moon knight and oscar isaac playing like three different personas up to three different personas maybe and i i see that this is just kind of a a jumping off point where they're like hey let's let's establish this character and let's kind of start in a place where it it's already not an origin story it's like year two or three of being moon knight and we're just going to unravel things as we go on and then when we get to the big climax it's going to be like hey watch out for more moon knight he's going to show up in other marvel properties and case in point i think we we discussed yesterday that the last episode of moon knight airs the same day that doctor strange comes out in theaters at least in north america so and you know, do we think I'm, there's a connection keeping... there? I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like these Moon Knight and Doctor Strange are both characters that, how do I put it, they have to do with, with, I guess, magic or... Mystic shit? Um, ethereal-ism. Yeah, mystic shit, basically. That's a good, <laughs> that's a great way of putting it. That should be the title of the episode. <laughs> 
I'm just gonna call it episode twenty five mystic shit. <laughs> yeah. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Done. You heard it here first, folks. Excellent. But this time I'll actually do it because I I changed the name of our last episode last second like. Oh, really? I was, what, what did we de- did we decide on it? I can't remember what I said. I was, oh, I said I was going to call it the Batman again, again, uh, and I ended up calling it the Chungus oh, yeah. Among Us. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, I'll give you that one. That's actually really good. That's that's a good compromise. Oh, I know. I, like, I thought like, I thought you you'd even like have it. to consult us. When you come up with titles like Chungus Among Us. I mean, I don't know, it just sounded funny and uh and Javier from Nerd Talk Plus. Shout out to the boys over at Nerd Talk Plus. Go check them out. Um, they do all kinds of stuff. They're like us, but American. And I know I say that, but like they are pretty much exactly like us, but American. Um they got a good online presence. They talk about all the nerdy stuff and they've they've got all kinds of cool things they do on their show. Go check out Nerd Talk Plus. Um, he was laughing and he was saying, he's like, based on that title alone, I had, I had to know who or what the Chungus Among Us was. <laughs> I, was like, I hope you're not disappointed because <laughs> it wasn't anything, it wasn't anything huge. It was just, you know, something I thought I'd, uh, I'd throw in there. <laughs> no, I think um, that's perfect. You know, we, we, we plan to have hundreds of episodes, so I think any decision made on an episode title is is not a lost um thing not a lost art that's fair we're gonna have lots of ideas so there's a lot of rumor going around on the internet right now about this episode and i really want to talk about it because it could possibly open up a lot of things so stephen grant wakes up in that field outside of a castle in what I thought was Germany, a lot of people are speculating that it is actually Latveria. Do either one of you know what Latveria is? Nope. Ah. Fucking Victor Von Doom Latveria? Yes, the very same. People oh, are shit. thinking. I didn't even think about people that. People are thinking and saying that that castle is, in fact, the Doomstadt Castle. And there's a small part. What? Blink and you'll miss it. When he's in the ice cream truck during the chase, after he like throws uh-huh. the fucking pistol through the <laughs> through the fucking windshield, <laughs> and the camera pans over uh-huh. to him, there's a box behind him. It's cut off by his headrest, but it does say Von D on it. What else no could it be? Way. What really? else could it be? So, here's the thing. What is Arthur Harrow doing at Vonstadt Castle or Doomstadt Castle? And why why give us all of this? Why even tease this? If if this is what it even is, if not to bring Doctor Doom into the fold and start planting the seeds for the Fantastic Four. Hmm. What uh what is of Victor Von Doom's origin story uh, from like before he became Doctor Doom. Um, um, that's a good question. Was born in a as Romani camp know, outside of Hassenstadt, Latveria. Oh, His yeah. mother was killed in a bargain with Mephisto. 
that went wrong. Oh, despite right, despite his father's attempts to care for her, a noble woman died, and Werner von Doom fled with a young Victor on a cold winter's night. Victor survived the cold, but unfortunately, Dad did not. Doom sought to increase his knowledge of both science and magic in order to rescue his mother, whose death he blamed on Mephisto. In his youth, Victor fell in love with a woman named Valeria, but she resisted his advances. Uh, and that's pretty much where that stops there in terms of his early years history. He was just a kid, and his parents made a pact with the devil, and the devil won. Just like to point that out there, though, that uh, more Mephisto. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. Khonshu has history with Mephisto. Doom has history with Mephisto. Wanda's got history with Mephisto. Can we stop pretending like Mephisto's not a thing and just acknowledge the fact that Mephisto's probably going to be one of the big bads this this phase? Hmm. Mephisto confirmed. <laughs> no, God, don't say that. I'm getting flashbacks to WandaVision. Yeah, that's um, where it started. WandaVision. Okay, so... so- so let's say that they're that they're doing these little Easter eggs throughout the different Marvel TV series, but never explicitly throwing Mephisto out there or anything like that. Why would they? Why would they slowly be doing this? Are they finally going to do something in Moon Knight, or, or is it all going to lead up to Doctor Strange? And either way, the average fan, the average enjoyer of this series is not going to pick up on the Von Doom box or the connections to Mephisto. So if anything, even though the comics have that uh, connection, I don't think necessarily that they're even bothering acknowledging that in the shows. This isn't about the common Fairweather fan. People who are in that category come to watch the shows to enjoy them for a bit of entertainment because they know nothing about what's going on, but it's still entertaining. People like us, all the rest of the nerds out there, and there are way more of them than you seem to think, we're picking up on this. I mean, I'm not picking up on all these things because I know Jack fuck all about Moon Knight, but as I'm reading and learning, I'm I'm starting to see all these things kind of come together. And... uh this this stuff isn't for the fair weathers. It's for us. It's for us nerdy folk who who investigate and take the time to look at things and dissect and try to figure out where things are going. Yeah, but at the same time, it could still just be like fan service to put those kinds of things in there when they know full well they're not actually going to do it. But you don't know full well whether you know, they are or not little... going to do it. Then that's the thing. There are too many coincidences yeah, now true. to bring this all I'm together. A of course you're a skeptic. Because you're not a real fan. <laughs> you're a Trekkie, for Whoa. fuck's sake. <laughs> 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 keep, keep bringing that up. Is there, like, do you want to go to like couples counseling and talk through our problems? I don't have like, a problem. You're the one who's got a problem. A <laughs> <laughs> Quick sidebar. Whoa. Speaking of Trekkies, um, I was reading on the internet, you know, the greatest source of absolutely always true information mm-hmm. um, that apparently George Takei is actually going to be in the multiverse of madness. 
George Takei being Mr. Sulu, of course. I didn't have to tell Ollie that, but Ryan perhaps needed that that nugget of knowledge. I knew that one. I knew that. So so he says. So he says. I feel like even if you haven't seen Star Wars, I feel like if you haven't even did you say Star Wars? You will, dude. Did you just betray your own people there? Oh, oh man, no! You guys heard it here first. <laughs> okay. Always not even a real Trekkie. He can't even discern between the two. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, you're um, a fucking poser. Anything to do with Star Trek? Okay, even if you haven't seen anything to do with Star Trek, George Takei has been in so like almost like more so than Leonard Nimoy has cameoed in anything. Oh, George Takei is in all kinds of nerdy shit. He's been all over the board. Pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. Heroes. He was in heroes. Did anybody even watch fucking heroes? Like, yeah, I watched it. I love that show. I I can't say I loved Um, it. Except for season four. But it was pretty fucking good until shit got weird. That's for sure. What was season four? Is that when they all went to the future and everything was all fucking like, super uh yeah post-apocalyptic yeah, something like that i i try to put it out of my mind all i remember is at the end they reveal their existence to the world and it was like oh okay um interesting but yeah no they 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 fucked up the the one character that played um the ooh the oolong bandit in brooklyn 99 you know that actor the oolong bandit the oolong slayer oh slayer. yeah the whole, um, you mean like the <laughs> The guy that Holt was after after his the entire life. The, the, yeah, the guy with the same lip thing that uh, Sylvester Stallone has, where he's just got like the numb lip. Um, but he he played a, a, a the main protagonist in the first season of Heroes, and then they're kind of like beefing him up and being like, "Oh, this is the guy that can like absorb everyone's powers," and he literally has like everyone's ability and then after that they like nerf him so fucking hard and it's like why is this character even around anymore <laughs> but anyways i digress george decay let's yeah possibly let's possibly yeah. in multiverse of madness and the joke i was going to make is he's actually playing mr sulu patrick stewart is not in fact james charles xavier but <laughs> but captain picard Star Trek in the MCU confirmed. That's right. And that's the truth. That's the truth Picard needs to tell Stephen Strange. <laughs> so, My prediction is um, he's going to play someone involved with the mystic arts. I think, yeah, I, I imagine he's going to be, because who else would be, um, I think there's a scene where you see Doctor Strange with... Um, a whole bunch of like Wong and a bunch of other, um, what do they call themselves? Just sorcerers or something? The wizards? Um, I I would imagine he's one of them. Yeah, yeah, the wizards. Look, exactly. Tony Stark. I would imagine he's one of them, maybe from a different universe. <laughs> Tony or Stark called them wizards, therefore they are wizards. <laughs> yeah, it's that's his legacy. That's what he left us behind. Yes, a, in a great legacy, an iron legacy if you will um my guess and not a serious guess i'm just shooting shooting in the wind here uh george decay yeah okay go in fact (laughs) if i had to guess will probably be 
Mephisto. <laughs> Mic drop. Damn. <laughs> Damn, okay. I would love to see that, to be honest. Right? Um, yeah, and no, I, you know, joking aside, I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea what he could possibly be doing, if that's even a, a, a true rumor. Um, but you know what? For the sake of just taking a stab out there, yeah, Mephisto. That's my guess. That's my hot take. I'm going to throw it out there just because, like, can you imagine how much clout I will gain if I am correct? <laughs> not wrong. That's right. Um, <laughs> not to mention... Not to mention, I really hope they don't just go with the whole, oh, there's evil Doctor Strange as the villain. Because I, I kind of hate that trope when, uh, like, I, I don't know how prominent that trope is, but I know just in the fucking CWDC shows, they're always like, there'll be a few episode stretch where we'll be like, oh my god, evil what's-his-face looks exactly like me from a different universe or stole my face or something and then just because you're lazy to hire another actor or, or hey. have some kind of like fleshed out story. hey look the berlanti verse may be lazy as all what? hell with their cw bullshit but the writers over at the mm-hmm. mcu and kevin feige are not lazy people we're gonna get a proper story except for whoever wrote fucking I, captain I, I marvel because so. that was some lazy shit that was some huh. that was some garbage writing. That could that movie could have been way better. That movie could have been ten times better with the right people backing or, it. Or or Black Widow, like the the premise of of the movie was okay. It was the execution of it that I felt was a lot to be desired, especially with the dialogue. Yeah, but you know what? Black Widow had a saving grace. His name was David Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that's. Like, well, and and Rachel Weisz, and I guess yeah. Florence Pugh as well, because they're all great. And I mean, like, yeah, I guess what's her name is. See, like, I don't even remember what her Scarlett Johansson. She's so gone now; it's not even. <laughs> she's dead. She's dead to me. Um, but I mean, Captain Marvel didn't have a saving grace. Still, it had nothing. Marvel I mean, one universe. one could argue Samuel L. Jackson, but yeah. we already had Sam Jackson. We've had him all along. We've had him on this whole journey. But do we? Because because Nick Fury disappeared for like fucking how long in the MCU? It doesn't matter. And only comes in like little when he's needed. There. He I, appears I when he's needed. He is he fulfilling like... his job as the head of Shield, showing up only when needed. I think he's. I think he's purely plot armor. I think that's all it is with his character <laughs> at this point. I feel like they've they've completely. I, I feel like when they've written a few movies, they're just like, oh, wait, we kind of got to, like, tie this into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. somehow. Ah, fuck it. Just release the movie. And, like, I, I don't know. That That's just kind of how I feel they've done Samuel Jackson's characters. He's just not really, like, around. Like, why didn't he have more of a role in, like, Infinity War, for example? Like, I would imagine whatever was left of of shield what exactly was shield or nick fury going to do during a galactic war on earth something yeah, i mean, I mean to that be was honest i bet premise those of what shield was. things would be pretty effective were there not carriers during that yeah. scene no no they all got destroyed at the triskelion didn't they 
during Captain America 2, Winter Soldier. Well, three of them got destroyed. Presumably, did, they, did they only have three of them? I'm pretty I sure that was what they said in, they in that really... movie, is that they only had the three of them. Interesting. Yeah, but but the other thing is, is as soon as that event happened, S.H.I.E.L.D. collapsed. But then, like, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they were like, oh, just kidding, S.H.I.E.L.D. is fucking everywhere around the globe, and and blah 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 and then that stopped becoming canon after like season three or four or something like that right so, and yeah, now they're on like season it, it's 20 or whatever during, uh the second spider-man movie um far from home yeah far from home so that like that also takes place a lot later um in the timeline and it, even yeah. though that wasn't actually nick fury like it, it shield was still operational to an extent i guess yeah that's right i mean at least Col colby smulder's character whatever her face is was real and she also fell for the that fake nick fury um yeah, but anyways, even her character, yeah, both Nick Fury and her is like, they just kind of get written in whenever they need some kind of, like, um, character that has been established before, but has, like, almost no reason to be there. I, I don't know, like, right. I think they really shat the bed with, with S.H.I.E.L.D. and HYDRA, like, oh, of course. removing them from the game, like, really early on like that. Their first mistake? And I think Nick Fury is just, every time I see him, Carry on. Yeah, yeah, it was their first mistake. Um, every time I see Nick Fury in a in a Marvel MCU thing, I'm just like, oh great, he's gonna be written in for like a scene, and then he's gonna find a way to disappear again and be completely like irrelevant. And that's just what I expect from the character at this point. Because right. at least when I, whenever I played any of the, um, oh, what was that game on the Wii? Marvel Ultimate Alliance, oh, that man. game was fucking awesome. Do not try to and tie that into what's Nick going Fury on. Nick Fury actually... <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, Nick Fury's character is really underutilized. Like, when you consider a lot of um, Marvel properties, whether it's TV shows or, or movies or games, whenever Nick Fury has been around, he's been a very, like, prominent character who connects a lot of, like, heroes together and 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 whatnot and i just yeah i just i feel like they could be using him a lot more and they're they're kind of just forgetting about him nah i think they're gonna i feel like he's just a really underutilized character i think they're going to bring him back in one way or another and what i was going to say earlier was their first mistake was not bringing back colson why are we still without a colson yeah well, he died technically in like season six of Agents of Shield. Technically, or he died. Was it? Is he dead or not dead? Which is it? Uh, well, there's another character that's like his clone or evil twin brother or something. Evil twin Again, brother. Lazy writing. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think he goes by Sarge, if I'm not mistaken. Sarge. Um, I think I want to say he's I want to say he's a, a clone or somebody just like stole his body. Um, so are they, is, but, is he, yeah, is it, uh, it, he, I think he, is he then too far gone now at this point to I bring back? He, um, I, 
it really depends what they want to end up making canon. I I want to bring him back yeah, to be Coulson. Like, I want I want Coulson back on the fucking team, bro. Well, the chance for that was like way back ago. Like they could have done that in Winter Soldier or something like that. But if they can retcon uh, all kinds of shit, i.e., Kamala Khan's powers, why can't they retcon this? Just bring him back. Yeah, just bring him back. That's a good point. Be like, again, just be like, "Hey, I but, know everybody I mean, thought he was just, dead, but just kidding. He's not actually a really dead." Fast and furious move. I don't know if I like that. Whatever. <laughs> Come back six movies right. later. Oh yeah. I'm By alive. the way, Han's alive. Right. Yeah. Uh, not just that, but uh, Michelle Rodriguez's character came back. Um, I think there was one other character that was supposedly dead and came back, but I think those were the two main ones for hey, sure. There's one um, thing that Fast and Furious has taught anyways, me: it's you cannot kill family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, I'm like, when you when you said that the MCU has retconned things before, and you gave the example of Kamala Khan, that's exactly why I think all this Mephisto nonsense could easily just be retconned. Even though that all these characters are connected that way, there are other ways. A lot of Marvel Comics characters are connected by as well, like Hydra for one, but they just went away with Hydra completely, so um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like they 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 might not even use that. You just enjoy being anti-Mephisto. That's, that's like your thing. You want to believe so hard that it's not a thing, when in reality it's probably going to be a thing. No, I'm not I'm I'm not necessarily arguing that. I'm just saying if they were going to plant clues about Mephisto, they would be a lot more obvious about Why? it because when they do Why would they be more obvious about a, it? In a movie or something. You don't want your big reveal to because be then obvious. It just leads to a... You want your big reveal to be well, this could possibly happen, but we're not no, 100% but certain, I, I, so it has a deeper impact on no, the audience. But, you, but You're just talking shit. No, but you want it you you want <laughs> no, 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 no. Like you're not understanding my point. My my point is you can't just be like, oh, this character technically has comic backstory with Mephisto, and that's the way they're introducing him. Or, oh, there's like this thing in the background where you could see like a a picture with a word in it that's referenced Mephisto in the comics. Like those aren't enough of a connection to actually then be in a movie. Oh, Mephisto was here the entire time. Remember when you saw that one thing in the background of that show? Like that was Mephisto. It it just it, it becomes lazy. It opens yourself up to plot holes because then you can't keep track of all the little things you've dropped here and there. Or maybe you change your mind and just not end up using that. And then people are left with a wait. Why did they give us all these hints then if that's what they weren't gonna do? So you either have to be a little bit more obvious with it or like write it in a way where you don't have to rely on all those little hints adding up for people to put it together you know like it's just i don't know it's in in my opinion it's too far-fetched um people are gonna be like oh that's what i was supposed to think when i saw that eh. and i think that's going to be 90 percent of people plus we've already kind of talked about this before where um 
you know the average marvel movie uh fan might not actually be watching the tv shows like you know the demographics might not cross over um or there are people who are watch the tv shows that don't know much about the movies or and then there's going to be that venn diagram of the overlap where people actually do pay attention to both and those are more of like the you know like the the heavier fans but i i don't know i just I don't think that with the hints they've dropped of Mephisto, those are I, I don't think those are enough for them to start connecting those dots, and and bring it up in a movie and culminate in that way. They're gonna bring Mephisto in a movie, and he's gonna ha- have nothing to do with the previous events everyone's been thinking Mephisto has been involved with. Fair enough. And I think that's gonna be the way they bring in Mephisto. <clears throat> that's fair, but it's hard to ignore that all of these characters that may or may not be hinted towards all seem to have a history with Mephisto. Yeah, that's fair. And I mean, you know, when Thanos was a thing, all the villains they were introducing in the MCU at that point had some connection to, to Thanos, like Ronan, the destroyer, Loki, um, the Skrull, uh, probably a few others that i just can't think of off the top of my head but yeah like you know the 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 signs were there at the time they introduced some of them they were like pretty obvious about thanos being a thing but but yeah i see your point right yeah no that's all i'm saying it's like there's there's too many things here to ignore to be like well if let's let's say that they were in latveria now there's nothing to confirm that not even a fucking little bit nothing they didn't say where they were it is just a bunch of people on the internet who are stretching out and being like oh this castle looks like the castle and a lot of the imagery used and you can see the winding road and blah 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 and for me my immediate reaction when i saw these videos was you're grasping right now stop grasping because you don't fucking know what's going on yes it's cool to make to draw the lines and 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 make connections. I just did it for the last 20 fucking minutes. Um, but like, there's no, there's no real confirmation. And it's, it's just kind of drives me a little bit nuts. Cause the one guy was so bold enough to say in a YouTube video and put it on the internet for everyone to hear that this is 100% Latveria. And that is 100% the Doomstock castle. And I'm like, you don't even fucking know. You have yeah. no idea. You're grasping right now. You have zero clue. It could be. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it can't be. It definitely can be. I mean, we know 100% that they're, they are trying to figure out a way to work in the Fantastic Four because we know we're getting a new, <sighs> fuck me, reinvention again of the Fantastic Four. And hopefully this time with Kevin Feige at the helm, this will actually be something fantastic. I really did not mean to say it that way, but it just came out. Um, right. <laughs> Throwing puns wherever I can. Um, yeah. I'm losing my train of thought here. What was I saying? Uh, you, you were talking. I think you wanted to say how you want Kevin Hart to play one of the fantastic. That is not. <laughs> Ollie, please don't further derail me. ah fuck no where was i going ah it's lost thanks ollie you've whatever remaining i think ryan had it thing i had and then i spoke over ryan yeah you did you did 
Brian, what did you have? What was I saying? What were you saying that I was saying that I was saying? Um, he doesn't even know. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> well, hopefully someone out there listening will be like, yeah, you know what? I know where he's going with this. And it's okay if you don't. It's it's cool. We yeah. cool. But like, Fuck. kind of to circle back to what we were us. talking about with like Mephisto and even uh, the Doom Castle and just dropping little hints like that. We're we're so early on that like if we look back to the first Thor movie, for example, where we see things in the background like the Infinity Gauntlet and like the Tesseract, and they don't necessarily have a lot to do with that movie, but they hinted bigger things that did end up coming to fruition. Right. So I don't think that, uh, that we can discount it entirely. Um, I still would prefer if this, uh, if it wasn't Mephisto yet, or at least if they do something more like what Ollie was saying and introduce him in a, a more substantial way in the movies or something. Oh, I totally Um, agree. But in, in the case of Victor Von Doom, I think, uh, he won't be a part of this series uh, necessarily, but I think that this could easily be the way that they introduce him to the universe as uh, like potentially this town being within his jurisdiction uh, because we've seen him before controlling uh, like entire continents and um, essentially being like uh, the governor of this land and ruling over it. <laughs> Uh, so I don't I don't think it's too far of a stretch that uh, like it, it could he could be kind of the overarching big bad, but we're only going to deal with um, uh, what what's his name uh, the the character the the dude that's like walking on the glass and uh, Arthur Harrow Arthur Harrow yeah. <clears throat> Like, if yeah, anything, okay. I think it'll be yeah, maybe an a... end credit scene of the last five minutes of the final episode uh, whenever uh, Arthur Harrow is dealt with. We'll see, like, some henchman or something telling uh, whoever they cast as Victor Von Doom uh, of, like, what had happened. And that will be uh, now, his introduction. Do you think yeah. it'll be him in his human form before all of the... I do, yeah. <laughs> Metal and magic? I think so. I would honestly yeah. have a hard time seeing I, them use him like... as the first villain in, in the like first Fantastic Four movie, unless it was uh, like later down the line. If it's an origin story for the Fantastic Four of them getting their powers, I don't think the, uh, the big bad will be Doom. Right. However, yeah, I mean, Doctor Doom is don't. a waste him like that right dr doom is kind of a big deal in terms of of villainy i mean it could very well be that we're being completely misdirected um through the movies and whatever and like what what if what if victor von doom was in fact the big bad at the culmination of all of this what if we're being completely thrown off and they're expecting Disney or Marvel is expecting people like me to draw the lines and draw the conclusions that, oh, well, this person and this person and this being are all connected to Mephisto in one way. What if they're they're actually purposely putting that out there, creating all these red herrings for people like me just to fucking swing it out entirely left field 
and be like, nah, we had you believing one thing when it's actually this. Boom, Von Doom is the fucking the big bad. Yeah. I mean, I I I see where you're coming from because in in my eyes, I see three different huge villains being being referenced in all these theories of this phase of the MCU. So, you know, we have uh, Victor Von Doom, we have Mephisto, and the confirmed, confirmed one um, we have is, uh, what's his face from Loki? Kang. Kang. I'm blanking on the name right now. Kang. Yeah, thank you. Kang the Conqueror. So, like, could we maybe even see um, this culmination of, of, phases instead of it being one big badass thanos it's kind of like a team war on multiple fronts where what if it's a team yeah we're, we're, what if we're getting the anti-avengers yeah, in some kind of way villain super team oh honestly get yeah. like magneto dr doom fucking kang the conqueror the galactus or, fucking all of them or you or you just end up getting some like major plot twist where like they are a team at first, but then one of them kind of like seizes opportunity and betrays the others, and then that one becomes the big bad or something like that. Like, yeah, um, it it'd be interesting to see because it, it does seem like they're building up a f- quite a few villains that are Avengers level threats for sure. Yeah, and you know, I don't think I thought of it that way. The possibility of there being an actual super team of villains. And I guess that's because of the way that they had us, the way they spoon-fed shit to us in, in, in the last the last saga, right? Like, we only got to see, really, one villain at a time. And there wasn't, like, it was Thanos who was pulling the strings on a lot of shit, but that was just about it. The closest thing we got to the super team were his, uh, what are they, the children of Thanos or the children of something or the. Uh, something like that. Yeah. With, yeah, something uh, like that. With Ma and that big thing with the giant claw hammer axe thing and, and uh, yeah. Midnight, what's yeah. her name? And you know what I'm saying? Like, that was the closest thing we got to a villain yeah. team in one go second closest was very close to a an almost sinister six in in no way home um Mm -hmm. but that didn't quite happen the way we were all hoping it was gonna go um but like yeah now now my head's spinning with like what if this what if that who else are we gonna see coming forward and like this this could in fact they could be building a whole villain team. And that would be the most biggest, most epic thing Marvel can do right now is we've seen the good guy team. We've seen all the good guy teams. We haven't seen a real fucking villain team yet. And like just what they could do. Mm-hmm. Fuck me. Now now I'm like now my head's exploding with 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 so many theories and ideas and what what could happen, what could not happen. Yeah. Um, I think we not to mention. No, go ahead, Ollie. Yeah. There's the whole. Um, there's the whole. Um, you know, end of the Eternals. Like, where is Eternals leading to in connection to this? With right. Thanos's brother and Arishem and, and all the and rest of the fucking. What was the Arishem? Yeah, 
and then and then on the other hand blade is being introduced at some point i wonder what you know that kind of side of the mcu is going to introduce into the fray honestly if i so, had uh if i had to throw it out there i say blade black knight and moon knight are forming a super group if i'm not mistaken they have okay. in the past they have in the comics um and so i, I, I would that. like to i would like even to if see. it didn't happen in the comics i yeah even if it didn't happen in the comics, they're the only three characters right now that have, aside from Doctor Strange, that have any ties to um, the mystic arts and, and dark, um, you know, parts of the universe and whatnot. Right. So that could yeah. be a thing. Um, getting back to, to Moon Knight, though, we definitely spun way out as we are here now at 47 minutes and we <laughs> kind of got. That shit got out of hand. Uh, no, it didn't. That was awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> what's everybody's thoughts on on the first episode? I mean, I know we talked about it briefly uh, after our watch parties uh, or after our watch party. For those of you who don't know, we do watch parties on Wednesdays. Y'all should come check it out. Synthetic7S is the guy who hosts that shit. So come check that shit out. Go check him out. He streams all the time. Go slap that like button. Go slap that follow button. Yeah, but like, really, really check them out. <laughs> Thanks, boys. I really yeah. liked the episode, though. I, I thought it was really good. And I, I like that uh, he was such an unreliable narrator. And that even though we didn't get to see a whole lot in terms of actual hero stuff um, in the first episode, I, I felt like it left it in a really good place to continue forward, but still giving us good pacing uh, to advance the story in this episode as well. Right. Um, and I think that we got a lot of early development out of the way, so future episodes can focus a little more on other stuff. Um, but there, there are a couple of things like regarding the character in the episode that I wanted to ask you guys after we've kind of gone around the table and uh, said what we think about the, this first episode here. So I'll pass it off to whoever wants to go next, and then we'll get back to me after. Ollie, you go. I, th yeah, I think, I think the episode sucked. Just kidding. Um, maybe in an alternate universe. I, I, I thought the episode was quite interesting. I thought that the um that they kind of like introduced us to like kind of a mystery. Like I'm really intrigued with what the show is going to to introduce in the mcu like i felt almost kind of like they're going with kind of a noir thing where he's not able to put his memories together he blacks out how is he chained up to the bed but finds himself in another country in in europe presumably um when he's supposedly where is he in in egypt right in cairo no he's in london he's at a museum in london no, be, because doesn't he Oh, okay. Because he wanted to get back to London was what he was saying. Right. That's right. Um, uh, Don't yeah, get me wrong, so, Ollie. Like, you know, like just, I, I, I felt the same way. I thought for like the first half of that show before he said London, I thought 100% he was in Egypt. <laughs> yeah, I could have sworn it was Egypt. No, I know. I, I feel whatever. Right. Sorry, um, go ahead. Um. But anyways, yeah, and then and then you know the whole thing with like him being like this goldfish had like was missing like one fin yesterday, and today he's got both his fins, 
and you know just little things like that where he's noticing um things aren't quite what he what they seem to be discovering the the ringing phone or it wasn't ringing but discovering the phone in the wall and um all the sand around his bed uh like i and and then going to um all those kind of and i'm doing in quotation marks action sequences um when he's in that village running away from the 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 cultists let's say and it, it just it's got a little bit of everything it's got mystery it's got you know again in quotation marks action because he kind of blacks out whenever somebody says something he doesn't like to hear like oh i'm gonna beat you up and he's like no and then he blacks out and like suddenly they're dead around him um it yeah it's it, it it's kind of shown itself to be a really interesting show but the one thing that I, I, I want to say is I don't feel like this falls in line with a lot of the other Marvel shows. Like, this has a completely different feel to it. Yeah. Um, and it, in, in my kind of eyes, I feel like this feels more like one of the Netflix Marvel shows, uh, you know, like Daredevil, Punisher. A little darker. Jessica Jones. Iron Fist, yeah, a little darker, a little bit more, um, you know, I, I guess part of the reason why I feel that way is because this show so far <laughs> hasn't connected itself to any other part of the MCU. It's not a character we've seen before in other MCU properties. It it doesn't show how it's impacted by events in the MCU. Did we lose him? It just kind of starts nope, as nope, its we're own good. Oh thing sorry oh did i maybe cut out for like a split second you're good keep going yeah you're good oh okay so um yeah like it it like usually with these marvel shows they've kind of all been post snap or you know shown some kind of ramification of um the lost years or whatever they called that and um and and yeah so I think this show is trying really hard not to align itself with the rest of Marvel properties right now, because the way they're, they're going with this is going to require a lot of, um, a lot of creativity. And I'm interested to see where that goes and how it defines its itself. Yeah, no, that's I I really like it. Alex, what do you think? Um, you know, I'll agree with the both of you. I think the the way they're telling the story, especially with the blackouts and showing this 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 mystery of we're led to believe Stephen Grant is just some innocent English bloke scholar who un- lives a rather unfortunate life. Bloke, <laughs> and he gets shit on like that fat fucking cunt of a cow that he works with whatever her fucking name is <laughs> who's constantly giving him a hard time like fuck that bitch anyway i, di- <laughs> I digress yeah, i just want to get that out there like how dare you treat another human being like that you piece <laughs> of shit i don't even know what her name is i'm gonna call her karen <laughs> Whoa. what a fucking karen god the damn irony. It's all real man she can't hurt you <laughs> 
I know. I know. Yeah. Like, fuck. <laughs> um, like, you would think that you've had, like, nightmares of her in your dreams. Nah, you can't scare me with that. I'd dropkick a bitch through a wall if I had to. <laughs> Especially a Karen okay, like that. I, I don't somebody even care. please cast Alex in the MC. <laughs> yeah, right. What am I going to be? I'm just going to be the one guy who, like, slightly overhears their conversation and goes, Oi! You fucking cow. And then just drop kicks her through a pillar or something. No way. You get to play one of the other. That's the hero we need. I get to play one of the what? Yeah. Yeah. Oscar Isaac can have two of them. You can have the third. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't even notice. They're just going to pan away, pan back to the mirror. And there's just me standing there. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be like. Like what I'm picturing is one of those movies where they they pick an old like fighting movie or something, and then they they film a, a few extra scenes, dub over some of the characters, and suddenly you got like a whole new movie with characters <laughs> that don't seem to fit, and it's just I'm fucking perfect. More like that, scary that's movie. what I see for you in your future. <laughs> like you, you know, a scene yeah. in uh, I don't remember which one, but it's like the police officer and her hat just grows every time the camera pans back. Three, that's scary movie. Three, yeah, just something yeah. like that. Like just every time he switches all. personalities, it's just a different person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I appreciate it, boys, but I am not good looking enough to be on television or movies. Like even uh, even the fat people who were fat at one point, like Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill and all those people, were still at least camera friendly. I'm not camera friendly, <laughs> so it's okay. I appreciate it, but that'll that'll never happen for me, and that's that's a okay. I've uh, I've made peace with that. I will never be a Hollywood actor, possible voice actor, but never a physical actor. Um, getting back. Yeah, no, I really did like just, just all of the, the, this air of mystery around what goes on in, in, in Grant's life. Um, like I said, like he seems to lead this kind of shitty, sad life where he just wants to be able to, it seems like he wants to be able to teach and inform and have fun and the constant beratement he gets from his his boss about how she'll never make him a tour guide when i feel like he probably could be the best tour guide he you know he notices the mistakes on the posters about the ennead and how there are nine and they only put on what it was like six or seven of them something like that yeah right like he's constantly like studies every night right he's constantly reading and learning about uh uh the different Egyptian deities and where they came from and their roles and within the Ennead. Um, fuck, I keep doing this to myself. I talk and talk and talk and then I lose, I lose pace at where, where the hell I'm going. Um, anyway, yeah, no, I thought that it was great to see that kind of character and then see that innocence still going on despite, uh, like, when he wakes up in 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 the Alps, and he's his jaws all dislocated, and he's just like bewildered as to what in the fuck is going on. Yeah. Um, and like you know, he wakes up with that scarab uh, in his pocket, and like, what is that scarab for? Is this another fucking watch? 
Or is this going to actually be a key to something? Because I swear to God, if this is another fucking Hawkeye watch, yeah, it's where be bigger than the watch. It's well, cool. I wasn't even thinking that. So, like, fuck you for making me think it. Well, you know what? You know, fuck Marvel for for making us go through that, thinking the watch was bigger than what it really was. Yeah. We still don't one hundred percent know that that watch wasn't anything bigger than what it was. But if it's not, my anger is still here. Uh, and I really hope that this scarab is like yeah. the key to unlocking the tomb of Ahmet or whoever or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And like his yeah, his inner the whole watch thing turned that show to like a, a four. And yeah, I hope they don't do that. Is what it is. Um, yeah, and, and I have to kudos out to to oscar isaac being able to physically act the way he did when harrow's all like give me the scarab and you know he puts it out in his hand and he can't can't fucking can't seem to open his hand you see him trying and then he'll swing around and hold his arm out but still maintain the uh, the integrity of stephen grant i thought that was fucking one hilarious, just funny. That that entire scene slayed me. I thought that was that was fucking great. Yeah. Um. And then I was I was wondering when I was watching it though, if if that was green screen and they were like yanking his arm, but if that's just acting, that's great. Quite certain that was, just, it was acting. just acting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really good use of physicality. Um. And then when they start, because like we 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 see the blackouts kind of happen. You know, he, we, we understand and know that, you know, he, he fucking locks himself up at night, puts the sand around his bed to see if he's been up and moving around, puts the tape on the door, straps his leg to the fucking the post in his room. Like, we know and understand that he either sleepwalks, has night terrors, or whatever. And I guess he kind of... I can't remember if he kind of talks about it. Or something is talked about, but doesn't it, it, it's irrelevant at this moment. Um, well, I mean, he just kind of like knows that he he dissociates when he falls asleep, so he tries to keep himself awake, but he doesn't know what's like the voices that uh, he starts hearing in this first episode are new to him. Right, but that's that's all part of what I wanted to ask uh, after this is like it, it has a lot to do with stuff like that. Um, right, no fair. Um, and then how they slowly start integrating the rest of the storyline together. And I, I I can appreciate the moments where he blacks out for a split second and everything around him is different. Like, especially that scene where they're trying to haul him off and take that scarab from him. And he, he goes out. And I like the effect they use when he, when he, when he nods in and out of, of reality. I don't want to say consciousness, but actual reality. Mm-hmm. And then awakens and all of a sudden... His hand is bloody as fuck. So either he ripped someone's fucking fingers off getting that back, or he stabbed somebody with it. But his hand was covered in blood, and I mean yeah. covered like like he ripped a man's heart out with his bare hands covered in blood. Definitely um, a lot uh, gorier than we've seen in like anything else Marvel, right? At least what I can um, remember anyway. Well, I mean, it seems like it's a, a little bit more on the mature side, and that's another thing I also mm-hmm. like about it. Same here. Um, like the there, it's it's funny because we're we're getting action sequences without any real action, and 
you know, me from like five, six years ago would have been like, that's bullshit. I want to see this go down. Me now as someone who starts, you know, I feel like the older I get, the more I start appreciating the nuances and, and, and different things used in films these days to convey story and not just be fucking some grunt, you know, ninja fighting everybody. I actually, I actually like the air of mystery that's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, would I eventually like to see possibly in a flashback what he did to these people? Yes. Are we going to get it? Probably not. And I've made peace with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that as an aspect of the show is is very well done. And uh, to finish off before we get into your, your next question there is I think the 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 reveal, the character reveal and the tease of Moon Knight we got at the very end in the last 10 fucking seconds was brilliant because come the end of that, it left me wanting more. And that's, I can't say that's not something that I got through a lot of their previous shows. Um, I was heavily invested in WandaVision, but I also really like Wanda and vision as characters so that's that's that and i was heavily invested in loki because let's be real loki's badass as fuck the others though nothing really grabbed me falcon winter soldier didn't really grab me it was good but it didn't like it didn't have something that pulled me in that i was like fuck me i need to see what happens next i didn't get that from that and same with hawkeye hawkeye we're just watching because it was on and it was a thing and it was part of the mcu it was entertaining but it didn't leave me with the I like I would sell my soul to get a week ahead so I could fucking watch it. This yeah. this show, like we are two days away from our next watch party, and I'm fucking clamoring <laughs> to get to it. Like I need it. it need, I need to if I could fucking inject this intravenous into my body just to have it at all times, I would. <laughs> this show has grabbed me by the balls, sat me down and said shut the fuck up and watch and watch and you need me you need me i am your Whoa. new drug and i agree it is my new drug mm. i absolutely love this show i can't say enough about it ryan go ahead so this is kind of a two-part question um but it also that's all the time we have do... today folks thank you for coming <laughs> <No, I'm kidding. laughs> it also has to do with what we were talking about after the watch party though Um, So you guys remember how when we were kind of uh, doing a little bit of research after the fact, we found that Mark Spector is the uh, like primary personality. And at the end of the episode, um, we're sort of led to believe that uh, that that's the personality that um, had that phone uh, that he then called it. What was her name? Like Layla or something like that. Um. Um, Keep talking, I'll find it. But anyway, uh, so knowing that in the comics, uh, Stephen Grant is not only completely different from how we see him now, but he's not the primary personality that uh, that is typically followed. Um, Do you guys think that his main personality is trying to... Uh, like disconnect himself from uh, like Moon Knight and 
uh, donning this vigilante cowl um, by just giving him these like mundane things, like working at this uh, this like dead end store and um, constantly like uh, being, uh, I guess, bullied by people and just kept down in a way uh, as to not provoke um, his transformation essentially. And Did you also, say Layla? So, yeah, I think so. You were correct. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, and are, also, are you suggesting... Oh, oh sorry. No, yeah, you finish. Uh, just the second part of the question. Like, uh, because um, if that is the case and Mark is keeping Stephen occupied uh, to try and get out of this or um, not have a life connected to only this uh, being a vigilante... Do we think that the mother that he's constantly calling is even real? See, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know where to start with that. Cause like Stephen Grant, sorry, Mark Spector. Let's start there in the comic mm-hmm. books um, is where, where this all starts. You know what I mean? Like it, it's not Stephen Grant is just one of the few personas that Mark Spector has. Yeah. Um, and in the comics, Stephen Grant's a millionaire. Um, money and we're we're lots of money, but I think, uh, and I will agree with the folks over at New Rockstar. Shout out to New Rockstars fans of the show. Um, that it's possible that Marvel is retconning a bit of that story as so as not to draw too many con- uh, not connections but um, comparisons between Moon Knight and Batman which there have been many back in the past. And I think they're trying to stray away that, from yeah. that. Um, it makes sense for them to do something like that. And it's not right. like a bad change, uh, especially if it's in that context as well. Right. Um, but back in the, back to Mark Spector though. Uh, he was, Mark Spector's a mercenary. Um, hmm. Or became a mercenary, I should say. And, um, I remember, you know, I read his fucking, <laughs> I read his bio like he fucking wrote a bio. <laughs> Was reading online about uh, Ender, about his uh, about his early life, and I and I, I was talking about it when we did our watch party there. So he was born in Chicago. He was the son of a rabbi, um, and he grew up on the poor side of the city with his father, who was a target of discrimination because his father's a rabbi, and this was back. Um, I mean, well after the World War, but his father managed to escape Nazi uh, prosecution or persecution. I don't know if they, whatever. He escaped Nazis. Um, and so he grew up on the poor side of the streets. He grew up with a brother, Randall. Um, oh, hold on. And both him and his brother were kind of well his brother randall was bullied as a kid because i guess their father was a rabbi and that was kind of back in that day i imagine uh there was a lot of discrimination back in the day um here we go i'm just reading through this real quick and trying to like try to fucking put it out there during the last years of his childhood mark discovered by chance that a close friend of his family a rabbi yitz perlman was in reality a nazi deserter and secretly a serial killer of Jews named Ernst. Um, 
Mark's fighting instinct kicked off for the first time when he fended off against Perlman to escape his grasp. Perlman later disappeared without trace. This traumatic event also caused Mark to develop the disassociative identity disorder. Um, the first alters developed by Mark were Stephen Grant and Jake Lockley. Now, we haven't seen Jake Lockley yet. And from what I remember, Jake Lockley is just like a cab driver. He's a, he's a nobody. He's just a, he's just a, a whatever uh, persona. Right. Whereas Stephen Grant, like I said, is a millionaire. And then Mark Spector in that trifecta being a mercenary. Um, what was I getting at? Fuck. I keep losing my train of thought. Kind of like combined the two then. Um, it's quite possible that, yeah, they might've taken Stephen Grant and given him more the persona of Lockley. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's possible they may open it up and we might, in fact, discover that Grant is, in fact, a millionaire. And, and I was going to get back uh, to what your your first question there was um, in a second there. I just want to get through the first office. Blah, blah, blah. Mark was approached for the first time by the Egyptian deity Khonshu, claiming to be Mark's true progenitor. So I guess claiming to be his, his actual father. And this was shortly after Mark's father's death. Um fucking crazy was he sorry just reading here it seems like uh mark specter was committed to a fucking to a hospital um shortly after that experience with perlman when he started having the disassociative um identity disorder and i think it was right after yeah shortly before last decided to intern mark Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so his father died, and I guess he was granted um, permission to leave to go attend the funeral. Um, was approached by Khonshu, the deity, um, and I guess it spooked him, and he and he ran off and kind of took off for a while. He listed as the Marines, served for three years, did a couple tours in Iraq. Um. He was dishonorably discharged because I guess his superiors were noticing that he was doing some weird stuff. Uh, And I guess his past had been dug up, uh, him being committed. So there's that. He's had like a lot of, a lot of shit. Was a mercenary, like I said, uh, fucking, sorry, was a Marine, has ties with the CIA, Um, all kinds of weird shit. Fuck me, there's a lot. There's a lot. They can't just one-off this guy. Like, there's there's <laughs> so much here. Sorry, anyways, getting back. Um, fuck, what was your... <laughs> God damn it. I'm not even high. This is, the, this is the problem, is I'm losing track, and I'm not even high. Um, so, okay, the reason why I started digging all this up was because of the traumatic experience. That's what triggered the DID. And this is where I was trying to tie all this in. But I, I, my ADD was like, let's just keep reading because nobody's listening. Everybody's listening. They're waiting on me to get my fucking point across. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm thinking that maybe they swap a few things around in this story. And it's not his father that died and, and the, the incident he had with, with this 
other rabbi uh perlman i'm thinking maybe it might be they might try to spin it that it was the death of his mother it was a traumatic death of his mother that started this okay because he's talking to he's talking to a voicemail Mm -hmm. right the entire time he's never actually talking to this woman is that just something he's doing to cope with her death or like, like, like what's going on with that? And to... I mean, like that argument could definitely be made considering like uh, that conversation that he had with that street performer guy, just like everybody that he actually interacts with, it seems isn't like somebody that's talking with him. He's just talking to them kind of thing. Right. And everybody that does talk with him kind of just steps on him. Right. Um, and to get to your other question there, I think that it is more than possible that both Conchu and Spectre, I think Mark Spector, the actual being, is more than aware of Conchu. I think those two are definitely hand in hand. Mm-hmm. I can agree with, I think that both Mark Spector and Conchu have put Stephen Grant or put this personality in such a position to keep him completely numb to what's going on around him uh, and keep him dumbed down like that, keep him berated like that so that they can, in fact, take over when need be. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think he's now discovering things about himself and I think maybe mentally he's starting to fight back because when they get him in the bathroom at the end there, when the jackal was, was after him, he, you know, Mark is telling him, talking to him through the mirror saying, you have to let me in. You have to let me take over. Mm-hmm. And he was fighting it. And he's been fighting it and fighting it and fighting it mostly because I think he's just confused as to what in the hell is going on. And I, and maybe, you know, just because Mark Spector is aware of himself and aware of Konshu, that doesn't mean that Stephen Grant is. And I think that it was just right. an easy way for them to play it safe in the back of his mind while he does this menial bullshit day in and day out because inevitably he will fall asleep and they can go do the things that they're trying to do. I think there is a whole other side of this story that we're really not seeing. And I, and I mean, obvious, like that's, that's obviously obvious. I'm, I'm just stating a stupid fact, but like, I think there's definitely a lot more going on with Mark Spector and Conshu in the background that we just, that they'll probably let us in on. Uh, as the episodes go on. Like, I think there's been shit that's been going on for a while now, but we're just picking up the story or rather Marvel showing us the story from this point in time now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. And uh, I also think that uh, like, we're kind of, we're kind of picking up on a story that was already finished almost. Right. Or at least halfway in motion. Yeah, exactly. Like there's there's going to be events that they're going to backtrack on to explain and give us context as to why he is where he is and what this personality uh, like where it came from and what it's being used to accomplish. I think we're right. going to see that down the line for sure. Well, um, thinking thinking about it now, I'm wondering instead of rather a flashback or use of flashback in the conventional way, I'm thinking we start seeing the story from Mark Spector's perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, what was he doing in the Alps? Yeah. How did he, how did he end up on the ground with a dislocated jaw, kind of bleeding and, and face down? Like, I think we're going to get uh, some of that. 
do you think like for example next episode we're gonna see uh like the inverse of what we saw where we'll see just everything that happened um during the blackouts and then the story will kind of progress from there because he was more or less Stephen grant for the entirety of that episode with like a few blackouts right and we'd have maybe the first half of the episode explaining what he was doing in the alps uh and then uh like there's the quick cuts in between them switching in the in the town and the driving scene and then after he uh beats the shit out of that jackal we'll get the second half of the episode as mark specter um with quick flash uh or cuts into Stephen Grant, where that'll just be left to be picked up on the next episode, kind of thing. Right. If I had to make a prediction, I would say, yeah, you know, my running prediction now, I think the next episode is going to open up from the perspective of Mark Spector during the events, either in the Alps or even prior to that, leading up to that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, we're going to see the flashes in and out. And I yeah. think what we're going to see is the flashes in and out like Stephen Grant was having, but from the flip side of that, mm-hmm. where Mark Spector was at the helm and he yeah. flashes in and out between him uh, and like where, where, where it's blank on Stephen Grant's side where people get fucked up. It's going to be blank during the, you know, the traversal of what's going on and all the driving and all that shit. Yeah, and then yeah, yes, I, I, I too. right, and I and I do think that it will lead to the bathroom scene, and I I'm one I think you and I are onto something here, and I 100 percent think that it will pick up from when I, he walks out of the bathroom. Mm, That's my prediction. Opening. I, I feel minutes. like I could see that happening. I feel like I could see that happening. Yeah, in just like the opening as kind of like a like almost a montage in a way where they just kind of connect the dots and and go to modern day and then the episode will take off like right at the end of the bathroom fight scene with the jackal um but one thing i'm curious about so mark specter i mean it's clear that at the end of the episode when when mark specter takes over as the main personality he also transforms into moon knight right so and earlier you did mention that you think that Konshu and Mark Spector are definitely like they're they're working know, together. They they're aware of one another. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah they're aware of one another and and yeah. So, but then I'm wondering was was he turning into Moon Knight? All those scenes where he blacked out in the the chase scene no, in the car, not even a little bit, and in the fight scenes on the street. I think that was all Mark Spector. Okay, because I'm wondering yeah. then. Yeah, so I'm wondering then what what really brings that level? Is it kind of like Dragon Ball Z where they're kind of, you know, level 1 Super Saiyan, level 2 Super Saiyan, so level 1 is just Mark Spector as a mercenary, level 2 is like Ollie, on Moon Knight? I'm going to say <laughs> this like what, once what and of... only once. Do not ever reference <laughs> Dragon Ball Z <laughs> in our show ever again. Why not? Cuz it has not? no We're place here. No. We can no. Talk about anime. No. Not we can that talk one. Talk about these things. Yes, just not that one. <laughs> that is the worst <laughs> analogy you have made to date. Take it back. <laughs> Fuck me. 
<laughs> my brain works in mysterious ways. Yeah, yeah. But um, because I can't, <laughs> I can't picture Moon Knight jumping out of the castle and breaking his jaw on the ground like no, that. I like that must have just been Mark Spector as as himself. Well, right, because Mark Spector right? was a mercenary. So he was I'm a curious. marine, right? So I think the yeah. the all yeah, those so does, scenes he definitely does not so turn does the Moon Knight only come out when the supernatural shit is yeah, happening. He, so Moon Knight. Yeah, okay, that's what I wanted to get at, is it must just be when supernatural stuff comes out. But or, I'm like, he's in why. a situation in which he like, can't get himself out of, you know what I mean? Like, a, fuck me, I'm surrounded by 50 guys with guns, I'm not waltzing out of this, boom, Moon Knight, and everybody's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my guess. Yeah, that's fair. To answer your question, that's my guess. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm absorbing everything you guys have been discussing, and I'm really curious. Like, I don't know who's more right than the other, but I feel like you guys, yeah, you could be onto something. Well, I mean, it'd be a real missed opportunity in terms of storytelling to not get the perspective from Mark Spector, considering that Moon Knight is Mark Spector. The the the, the central focal point of Moon Knight is Mark Spector. Stephen Grant is just an is an alternate alternative identity. Same with Jake Lockley, but we're not going to get Lockley. I mean, we might. Who knows? Um, but I, I don't think that's going to be a thing. I think it's already... I don't want to say it's already hard enough doing three characters in one because technically Khonshu is is his own character and is not part of the actual uh, mental reality of Mark Spector, Stephen Grant. Um. I sort so of have right a now, suspicion that they're going to treat this kind of like the uh, Vecta tank scenes from Book of Boba, where <laughs> uh, like oh, Stephen Grant is going to be um, at the helm when when they need him to be and when they need to give context to something and further the uh, the actual plot. Okay. Um, but when something is like when the shit is going down, Mark Spector and or moon knight are going to be more or less at the helm um but i i think he's i think that at this point at least for this yeah. first six episodes stephen grant is a he's a like a story piece he's a like, patsy he's, he's used to uh to, <laughs> he's a scapegoat too. he's a patsy that's, that's, what, that's what he is no okay i i thought you were going the way that i i thought you were going with this um i think Alex, you said earlier that you think that um, Stephen Grant is kind of he's there so that they can take over whenever they want. Right. I think I think I think it's the other way around. I think that Stephen Grant is their alibi and that they go to him when they want to appear clueless and they want to not have people suspicious of them. I, I like. I think that's more of what it's going to be. Well, that's what I'm saying. Grant. He's he's a patsy. He's a scapegoat. That, that's that's yeah. That's their way out. Yeah. No, I feel yeah, you. I'm, I'm with you. On but that. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna paint a picture. Opening scene. This is this is also part of my <laughs> my prediction. The episode is gonna open in the later moments of that when when he's laying in bed and he's playing with the cube and he's got that fucking thing going on in his head with the with the, the tape of the welcome to staying awake and all that shit and it's gonna have him do that for like 10 seconds and it's gonna show him pass out and then he's gonna wake 
as Mark Spector. Boom, he's awake. Immediately, blanket comes off, gets the fucking foot thing off, hops over the fucking sand because he's no no moron, moves the table over, goes up into the the that secret fucking place he's got above his table there, grabs some fucking gear, takes the tape off the door, leaves. Boom. Ends up in wherever the hell he's got to end up in. And then we start slowly getting that all together um, where he enters the supposed Doomstadt Castle, finds the scarab. There's probably some action in between all that, too. He probably, like, fucking, like, beats the shit out of a couple of guards because, you know, they've got to have guards booting around there. You already saw them. You already saw them walking around town and, and hanging out the window of the castle. So he's going to have some stealth moments because, you know, he's an ex-mercenary Marine. He's going to fucking take people out. He's going to grab that scarab. He's going to have dialogue the entire time with Conchu because they've been tight for fucking years because Stephen Grant doesn't know that because he's just a fucking patsy. And then something wrong is going to happen. He's going to get caught and somehow he vaults himself out this window or the personality of Stephen Grant starts fighting back somehow and neither Conchu or Mark can fight him back and it's going to happen at a moment where Mark's trying to escape and instead of jumping out of a window and landing superhero like he's going to jump out of the window turn to Stephen Grant and slap right down face first into the fucking grass that's my prediction you heard it here first folks if it turns out that way just know I'm a genius and also Kevin Feige you really should call me and have me over for dinner <laughs> As, Shout out as to Kevin Feige, fan of the show. See all that yeah, as much as I would love to see that happen, I feel like that would be kind of a waste of a six-episode um, storyline. Ollie, you're kind of a fucking waste of a storyline. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they could do all of that in about five minutes. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The... Oh, okay. I thought you were saying the whole second episode is no. Okay. No, 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 no. That's that's. I thought that the episode was going to end with him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no. That's my. That end with him landing flat on his face. Oh fuck no! Most like twenty minutes into the next episode is going to be the parallel of the bathroom scene in the view of Mark Spector, and then it'll progress like entirely new stuff for the the second uh, like half to more than that of the of the next right they can take 15 minutes out of the 45 show the other side of what was going on and i'm i'm 100 i'm almost certain this is how they're going to open this fucking i mean i could be wrong but this is my major prediction like it's got it's got to go this way like how else would you open this i'm 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 interested and more intrigued at the possibility of how they can shoot this just because of just the narrative alone it is one man, Stephen Grant, who has or who is leading us to believe he's got an alternate personality, plus the fucking Egyptian god living in his body. And we're seeing it from, from the Grant perspective, when we really should be seeing it from the Spectre perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, because that's, that, like, I, that's like, like, like I keep saying. The, the Moon Knight is Mark Spector. Mark Spector is Moon Knight. Everything else and everybody else are just alternate fucking uh, personalities. They don't, they matter, but they don't really matter. Yeah. Uh, and it really plays into 
uh, the whole unreliable narrator because we're seeing it through the perspective of Stephen Grant, who, like I've been saying, like Ollie has suggested as well, is a hoe. Is is definitely a hoe. Um, <laughs> no, is for show. Um, no, is is a is a patsy. He's he's just being. This personality itself is just being used as that alibi, and it is one hundred percent unreliable because I'm thinking. There, I think Conchu has more of an influence over him than he understands and knows, and I think he makes him see things that Conchu wants him to see or doesn't want him to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like, who knows? That's my, like I said, that's my opening opening fifteen minute prediction. That's how this oh, is going to happen. I like it. I like it. I'm on God, board. With that, that was too. a what, like a twenty thirty minute discussion on the first fifteen minutes of the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know what? I have nothing to say to you, Ollie. This is like a little out there, and we didn't really talk about... uh, No, fuck it. Bring it in. I want to hear it. Um, Did you guys hear uh, that we finally got confirmation for the villain of the the Flash movie? Oh, are we done with Marvel now? Really? I I just like it. I just remembered out of nowhere. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just, just fucking with you. No, who's the who's the villain? Um, so yeah, I'm curious. Reverse this, Flash? No, actually, it's not. Which Batman. is uh, kind of weird, considering oh, it's supposed to be Flashpoint. But it's uh, it's a character called Dark Flash. Um, and he's kind of like Dark Reverse Flash, Flash okay. I guess, but but uh, dark different in some way. <laughs> and I, I don't know why they they decided to do that instead. But I have definitely seen a lot of uh, hate towards that decision. And yeah, I, can, I, don't, I can imagine. I don't so. recall but like, Dark do you? Flash. Do they do they mean Black Flash? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah, because okay, two. Oh, okay, yeah, because because when you say Dark Flash, two things come to mind. Either there are there's Professor Zoom, and then there's Black Flash. So no, Professor Zoom, Flash. not to be confused with, yeah, okay, because, yeah, because I think Doctor Zoom or something is another name for Eobard Thawne, which is the Reverse Flash. Um, but okay. then there's also Professor Zoom, which is a different guy who's actually not a speedster. He just travels through time so quickly that it looks like he's running really fast. Oh. And then, um, uh. And then there's Black Flash, which is basically the Grim Reaper of the Speed Force. Yeah, that's so, that's the character that it's supposed uh, to be. Okay, so I, I that would make sense because essentially Black Flash is a conduit. Whenever somebody abuses the Speed Force, like travels through time to change any one event, Black Flash is basically there to grab that speedster and or, or or whatever thing you've kind of changed and absorbed that back into the speed force. Oh, okay. Just like um, reverse and the damage done to the timeline kind of thing. Essentially. Yeah. And, and yeah, hmm. he's basically the grim reaper um, in the CW verse, for example, um, professor zoom in season two was turned into black flash after he tried to oh i can't remember how the season really went but in the last episode um there was some speed force 
machine that was like opened up or whatever and then he got sucked into the speed force and and became black flash as he was being sucked into it and later on in the cw series the flash they've had black flash show up in one or two episodes at least until i stopped watching um so i i could see how that how they could work that in as the villain but if they're doing flashpoint like right off the bat i'm really disappointed that reverse flash is not going to be involved yeah and i think that's where that's most kind of the backlash of comes from but all of that said now that you've kind of like given a little bit of context to the character do you think that this is going to be uh, like that character is going to appear because he changed um the timeline of uh or i guess that if the snyder cuts not not canon then then never mind Snyder Cut's got to be canon. Otherwise, you can't have Ezra Miller, right? Okay. um, Well, it it was still Ezra Miller. I'm glad you brought that up. But they just never had that, like, time sequence at the end in the the theatrical cut. Well, go Um, on, Ollie. You had something to to contribute. You know about this stuff better than I do. I don't know. I... There's a few DC fan club pages that I follow on Reddit or Facebook, what have you. And there are rumors. I don't know how um, how heavily founded they are, but essentially they showed a... Um, they basically showed the movie to people to get their reactions on it and to see if they need to do any like reshoots or whatever. I can't remember what this concept is called. Focus group. Um, but anyways, much. focus group. Yeah. So what what somebody who was in the focus group <clears throat> supposedly leaked was that um, they are canonizing what happened in uh, uh, either. I, they didn't specify which Justice League, but they're canonizing the Justice League movie, whether that's Joss Whedon or the exact events that happened in um the snyder cut mm-hmm. um but that's being canonized so the dceu is still technically there but what's going to happen is um whether in this movie or just in the future dceu plans ben affleck's batman is going to be stuck in an alternate timeline and that's how they're writing out batman and then um Ezra Miller is going to be killed off or something is going to happen to his character because if you guys have been paying attention to what's going on right now they they changed all the dates that the DC movies came out. I don't know if we talked about that in a previous episode, but Flash has been pushed it was November 4th this year. It's been pushed to June 23rd of 2023, I think. Some, sometime in that uh in in next june because um ezra miller is kind of losing his shit he's -hmm. apparently like berated and beat people and recently he was arrested in hawaii for um assaulting um an, an airbnb host or something and going into a karaoke bar and just basically like yelling at everybody that he could do whatever he wanted um and apparently they've been having like meetings talking about where they're going with the dceu because he's his character as the flash is kind of taken like the forefront of how they're writing a lot of the dceu stuff so now they're scrambling to do a bunch of reshoots and rewrites 
and that's why everything got shuffled around. And so, yeah, rumor has it that um, Ben Affleck is out. The uh, Ezra Miller's Flash is going to be out, and hmm. um, they're basically again rewriting what's happening with the DCEU. Like this is just a dumpster fire at this point. Like I don't know, I don't know how anything Fuck in me. Black Adam is going to affect anything. I don't know how Shazam or Aquaman are going to do. But those movies are all coming out before the Flash, now, right at, whereas the yeah. Flash was going to be. And I think the next one after black I adam think i shazam think shazam and black adam at the very least possibly aquaman are more contained within their own shit um well, uh just like before you continue to build off of that um there was a scene that was cut from aquaman because of all this stuff getting pushed back and specifically because of the flash uh that supposedly um uh, I don't remember which actor it was, but one of the older Batman actors was supposed to return for Keaton? some kind of cameo. Yeah, uh, he was supposed to be in like uh, the second Aquaman movie for some amount of the movie. I don't know if it was a cameo or more than that, but he was allegedly in the original cut until they had to move the dates back and push Flash beyond uh, the release date of Aquaman 2. So they had to remove that scene. Right. According to what I read. Okay, so then we'll leave Aquaman out of that, and I think Black Adam and Shazam uh, are are more self-contained in their own little ecosystem. Yeah, I agree with that. It kind of seems like it, at least for now. But I, I wouldn't be upset if they want to sort of continue on the DCEU with some of those characters instead. Uh, and then reintroduce uh, like a new Batman and a new Flash later on or something. But I, I still really want to see um, Henry Cavill return. I want to see uh, Gal Gadot we'll return. That happen. Well, you never know. I mean, like after after all the stuff oh. that happened with uh, Peace uh, Peacemaker or yeah yeah Peacemaker uh, ending and uh, then hearing about like. Uh, how he couldn't be Superman in that scene because Netflix is currently owning the right to his face and stuff like that because of The Witcher. Which so, is I, I don't know bullshit. I, I, it, like it makes me that sort would be of silly. That he I feel like whatever contract future. Warner Bros has is yeah. I feel like whatever contract Warner Bros has for his for him as superman is greater than anything the netflix has with the witcher but i don't know um, man netflix got a lot um, of money yeah i think netflix has yeah, more money than Warner brothers face yeah I, uh, yeah that could be true okay so i found um uh this is basically the le a leak of the synopsis of what's going to happen in the flash movie um so basically, apparently the movie is generally well-received among the test audience. They raved about Michael Keaton's performance in and out of the Bat costume. And uh, apparently it's Miller's best performance yet. And, <laughs> and now um, Miller's last performance. He will... <laughs> yeah, so there's apparently a lot of like dimension and time travel hopping in this. That's going to be like, really like, I don't know if you guys saw in the Oscars, they won 
in Zack Snyder's Justice League cut, mm-hmm. they won like fan favorite scene where Barry Allen was traveling through the Speed Force. Yeah. So apparently we're getting a lot of that kind of thing in this movie, which is apparently supposed to be like a stellar um, uh, visual. And they're going to replace Henry Cavill's Superman with Sasha Callie's Supergirl going forward in the DCEU. Um, Sorry, what? And then... Yeah, so Supergirl is reported to be in this movie and is basically going to be like the... the the super... the, the Kryptonian that they go forward with. I don't know if they're still going forward with that black Superman. That's not mentioned here at all. Um... No, who the hell is Sasha Kelly? Uh, that's a that's an actor's name, not a character name. That's what I'm. Yeah, I know. I don't. Yeah, to... I don't know who that Sasha is. Sasha Kelly Jackson. But uh, it's just Sasha Kelly, C A L L E. Uh, it's different. Oh yeah. Oh, and um, they've also leaked the the kind of premise of the Blue Beetle movie because Blue Beetle's supposed to, I think, drop just after the Flash now, like in twenty twenty three or something like that. Blue Beetle, August eighteenth, twenty twenty three. So right after the Flash, basically. Okay, well, she's confirmed um, to be in the Flash, and, and apparently announced there's going to be a Supergirl movie with her. Hmm. I okay. did not hear yeah. And I have no idea who this girl is, but apparently she's on the Young and the Restless. I didn't even know the so Young and the Sharon's... Restless was still on TV. Are you kidding me? This show was old as fuck when I was yeah, a kid. That, like... This show's been going on. This show has been going on since 1973. <laughs> Holy shit. Is Young and the Restless the Australian one or the American? Young and the Restless is a is a I think it's an American soap opera. It's definitely not Australian. I would remember that. Okay, because there's, because there's also an Australian one, and that's how Hemsworth got famous, and a few other Australians um, that we know internationally got famous from that soap sure. opera that's been running for like 25 years or something ridiculous like that. Anyways, the Blue Beetle movie apparently Sharon Stone has been cast as Victoria Cord, and she's going to be the villain and. The connection there is that Ted Cord was the second person to carry the mantle of Blue Beetle. Um, so we're going to see um, multiple Blue Blue Beetles then because um, we know that Blue Beetle is going to be a Hispanic character and is going to be the third Blue Beetle, I believe. Okay. And that apparently uh, in the indestructible man... Kara Pax is going to make an appearance in that movie. And who is supposed to be taking is. the mantle of Blue Beetle? Um, I don't want to be rude by saying a nobody, but it's someone that I don't know. Um, I, I can't remember their name, but they, they did announce the casting quite a while ago of, and of who's playing Blue Beetle. Who is Jamie and, Reyes? And Is that... Jamie Reyes? Is that the... Blue Beetle is that one of the I mantles that, of Blue Beetle? That's the yeah. I, so the kid that they've yes, I believe that the kid that they've casted. I don't know how to pronounce his name because it is a very strange name. Yeah, X O L O. Yeah, he's the kid from Cobra Kai. He's the main kid from Cobra Kai. 
I think That's when cool. I think when X he's is Miguel. The first he's Miguel letter, from Cobra Kai. Is he? Is he Mexican? That actor? He because sure if, is. If he has an X in his name at the beginning, so, Zolo. I think it's pronounced with like a CH. So Cho- So his name's Ch- Cholo. I think it's a Ch sound. Cholo Maraduena? I I guess I, I could be wrong. I I all I know is from I think what my mom told me of. It depends on what native language that's derivative of, and I fair enough. Yeah, I I can't remember. He's also in the Boys presents Diabolical. He's Aqua Agua. I haven't watched that yet. I'm still working my way through oh, the second season. I've only season. seen the I've only seen the first episode. It's been all kinds. Oh, of you're shit. actually Fast watching the show. Oh, maybe we should maybe rush hour maybe we should talk about that next episode rush hour interesting i don't know if it's like russia oh no some tv series called rush hour so definitely not rush hour rush hour (laughs) oh yeah okay um and apparently he was on parenthood a bunch as well um but yeah no this kid's fucking brilliant i've been waiting for him to get his big big break um I mean, I hope that this movie works out and it's something that uh, that'll take off. Like Blue Beetle's a, just a cool fucking character. I don't know much about him, but mm-hmm. the whole alien suit thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just cool. Like having. Yeah. I feel like they could yeah, they could so go know, places with that. Um, but this good fucking pick on their end for that. Yeah, I would Blue also Beetle is definitely going to be an interesting one. I would also cast this kid. Um, as Miles Morales. I know Miles Morales traditionally oh, is yeah. a little more um, African-American looking, but I would, having Spanish roots, I would definitely cast this kid as Miles Morales. So I honestly feel like they should just cast the, the kid that they got to play him in the in the game. Like, I still firmly believe that he should be the casting choice. He did all of, Oh, like, yeah, that, that he, is He did true. He, not he only, was... like, the uh, the voice work, but he did the... Did he do mocap um, for it? Like, the mocap, and uh, they used his likeness and all of that, too. So, I, I think I he's know. perfect for that role. And he's already nah. proven that he can be. Najee Jeter, if I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, why not? That's well, that's his name. <laughs> but yeah, Blue Beetle has um co- has connections to um, Booster Gold and uh, actually, yeah, dude. Looking the, at his uh, pictures, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Martian Manhunter. He could so, be Miles yeah. Morales. No, that's all right. In fact, he that's should be Miles Morales. One hundred percent. I'm about that. Fuck yeah, give that kid a chance. Oh yeah, it's exciting. God damn. Um, where did we <laughs> where did we start with this? I think you started with the flash. Uh, I, I never think I said all on. I wanted to say about that. I just wanted to kind of throw it out there and see if you guys had anything. But I think we more or less. No, I can't it. say I'm I'm really all that fucking connected with that stuff. Like I, I hear more about Marvel than I do about DC. Um which kind of sucks because, like, I do like DC. I am I'm definitely a DC fan, and in some cases, I would prefer DC over over Marvel, and that's 
that's because DC is not afraid to get dark and gritty and gory. Uh, whereas Marvel now yeah. being owned by Disney doesn't always have that opportunity to, to have that uh, mm-hmm. with the exception of the Sony verse. But we're seeing now that the Sony verse is not always capable of delivering. Um, like look at the reviews of, of Morbius right now. People are having a laugh about it because this movie's not doing very well. Mm-hmm. In terms of peer review, I, I'm quite certain it's doing okay at the box office. They're probably making money. Yeah, I've heard nothing but bad things about the movie, and it's just a continual string of them. As people have now been able to see it um, a, a lot more, and there's just uh, just been like so many things, like. I was talking today before we started about um, how I had heard that all the fight scenes uh, within this movie are shot in such a way that you don't really see any of the action. You just kind of shaky cam, not even like not even shaky cam. They just put so many effects in front of everything that's happening that you can't actually see any of it going on. Well, and what was the last time the extent of like, that some people think that it was supposed to be rated R initially, and they had to cut out all of the like actual fight scenes and cover them up to meet a PG thirteen rating or whatever. It ended up is it PG thirteen? I think it is. It's it's like Fuck it's a, like a general audience uh, viewing type of movie uh, in rating anyway. Sony, why? Seriously, and like not to mention the fact that the dialogue is awful for the most part from what i hear and the story is like super it is pg-13 oh my god <laughs> yeah that's... it's a movie about a fucking vampire technically villain anti-hero i don't know where they're going with it it's a fucking vampire give me a break dude yeah man so you all couldn't these just reasons are the reasons why i didn't want to go and see it in the first place and very much will not go and see it at this well, point. Well, you know, it's funny that its release date was April 1st. It is the <laughs> April Fool. Michael it Morbius is. and Morbius <laughs> the movie are the April Fool. Confirmed yep. here. <laughs> Fuck me. Seriously? PG-13? How did I not know this going in? How did I not know? Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's messed up. Such a missed opportunity. What I... the fuck is going on over at Sony right now? Yeah, and knows, and I'm even more confused with, I think I think I brought this up yesterday about, like I heard more about more about Michael Keaton's appearance as the Vulture in the post credit scene. Yeah, and it just it confuses me with what's going on with, and, and I don't know, Ryan, have you heard anything since yesterday about that? Uh, not really. I mean, like, it's more or less that they just took out every little Easter egg that they showed us in the trailer. Anything to do with, like, Spider-Man or any other character was completely removed from the final cut, except for that uh, end credit scene, which was more or less akin to Tom Hardy's Venom end credit scene in No Way Home, where he's just there for a second and then, like, gets zapped out again. So... It almost feels like this end credit scene yeah. was just shoehorned in for the sake of like, oh, cool, this character that you know from somewhere else is here for a second, but it doesn't. It doesn't lead to anything yeah. bigger. That's messed up. Yeah. Oh that's, man, uh, that's that's old. Sucks. 
that's lighting a fire in me right now, man. I'm getting a little angry. I'm getting flustered. Triggered, yep. as the kids would say. Seriously. Like, this movie could have hmm. been their opportunity to to make another, like, Amazing Spider-Man 3 or something. But just the way that it's been reviewed, it, it just it, it makes me think that they're just going to drop the, the their Sony Spider-Verse at this point. Aside from Fuck me. the animated ones, I, I very much feel like they're just going to give up on live action. Right. I mean, like, I had really no idea this was PG-13. From the trailers, to me, it felt like what they did with the old Blade movies, where they were definitely rated r or 18 or whatever is uh congruent with your local state province slash part of the world um but like like they were kind of light like blade trinity rated r yeah but it was a light funny movie you know like it wasn't you had you had ryan reynolds and triple h and jessica beale yeah and all them uh, and it was it was a comedy. It was a it wasn't it was an action comedy, less less horror, less uh, whatever. Like especially like when you, when you compare it to like the first Blade movie, which was a little more a little more serious, definitely uh, R rated for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it was it was trailered in such a way that it was like they showed funny bits, and that's what I thought Morbius was going to be. It was going to be an R rated movie where they kind of put the light parts in on the trailers so that it would. So that they could just put out a fucking proper trailer. Right. You know, I should have been, I should have known better. <laughs> I should have known better. Whenever a movie doesn't come out with a red band trailer, you should know that it's probably not going to be that great. <laughs> that is the telltale sign. No red band, no bueno. Mm-hmm. Period. Fuck yeah. me, that's disappointing. God damn. Oh, that changes my view entirely. I really now have zero interest in watching this movie, even for free. Seriously. Originally, I was like, fuck it. I'll still go see it. It's Marvel. I love that stuff. I don't even care. No, knowing that it's a PG-13 movie and it's not Spider-Man, the next Spider-Man movie that deserves a PG whatever movie because it's fucking Spider-Man. Yeah, no, not good. Not good. And now it's making me wonder, though, like, was Venom a fucking PG-13 movie and I didn't know? I think it was. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, it 100% was. Yeah, there was nothing rated R about, or even 14A, 18A about that movie, I don't think. Yep, it was definitely PG-13. I don't think PG-13. they swore, I don't think there was gore, yeah. That's fair. But I liked Venom, both of them, which is even worse. Fuck me. Okay, well, well I think Morbius got a lot is of rated somewhere in between the two. It is rated PG thirteen. I think there. Yeah, I think it's. No, but I mean, I mean, in terms of reviews, it's rated somewhere in between Venom one and two. Like it's well, technically according better to, than Venom one, but not as good as Venom. According two to IMDb, like Venom the first one is a six point seven out of ten, based off of four hundred sixty one thousand uh, ratings. And let me see, Venom. Let there be carnage. It's a 6.0 even based out of 188,000. And right now, when I remember seeing it, I think Morbius is at like a 5 point something. 5.2 out of 10 based okay. on 21,000 votes or, or, or whatever. Or ratings, I should say. Um, 
yeah, no, lowest. It's vo- <laughs> it's rated lowest. Apparently, Venom was all right. <laughs> Lethropy Carnage was not that great, but so-so. And Morbius is just mediocre at best. I thought Let There Be Carnage was in some ways better, but I could I could totally see how people thought it was worse. Fuck. I mean, I didn't have high hopes for Morbius, but I had some hope for Morbius, and that has just been dashed. <laughs> um, yeah, it's disappointing news. Like, Sony, get your fucking shit together and get some proper movies put out. Like, stop stop trying to be congruent with the MCU. You'll never be able to fit in. You will never fit in. You need more Deadpool. And you need more things like Deadpool. Take those risks. You do way better when you do so. Way better. Morbius should have been an, an 18A movie. Period. Period. I agree. Mic drop. Fuck me. Anyway, that's enough of that. We definitely went on for a while, and and I ranted for some time there, and that's cool. <laughs> um, hitting that two hour mark. So, what do you say we pack this in? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yep, I think it's fair. That is a good idea. It is getting late, and Alex needs to eat something. Obviously, I'm hangry right now. just kidding no i actually went to went to costco to grab a bunch of stuff today and i'm kind of excited to try some new things um hell yeah shout outs give a quick shout out as always and of course to matt the rat he is our producer over at rathouse.net r-a-t-t-h-a-u-s.net he puts our stuff out for us because he's awesome like that so thank you matt uh, speaking of Rat House, I'll give a quick shout out to the folks over at Twat FM because they are under the Rat House umbrella. Fear and MDI, keep doing what you're doing. Just listen to your last episode. It was actually pretty good. Um, and I don't I don't mean to say that so surprisingly. I just mean it was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, if any of you have a chance to go check out Twat FM, check out Twat FM. And even more so... Uh, go check out Canadian Trash Gaming. That channel apparently is starting to really get some traction, uh, and that is put on by the lovely folks over at Twat FM and their family. So go check that shit out on YouTube uh, and on Twitch and wherever else streaming can be found. Quick shout out to Joey and the folks over at Blind Knowledge. Joey is one of our promoters. Uh, He is responsible for our lovely ad you guys have heard at the beginning of our show. and uh and responsible for us going places he likes to promote our stuff for us and get us free things and that's uh that's how this is going to go down uh so go check out blind knowledge i'd say go to blindknowledge.com but our site is now under maintenance we're making some tweaks to better serve you folks out there uh but definitely keep your eyes and ears peeled why not we'll use peeled for both Mm -hmm. uh and speaking of blind knowledge and people under that umbrella, please go check out Tiff Tack, which is actually called Tales from the Animal Kingdom. I just like to call it Tiff Tack because I heard it once on the show, uh, and I've been calling it that ever since. Also, it is a much shorter form than Tales from the Animal Kingdom. My home slice 
Adam over in the UK hosts that show, and they talk about all kinds of weird stuff. One of the uh, latest episodes is with people from the Infinite Rabbit podcast. You should also check them out. I'm giving everybody shout outs today. Why not? Hmm. Uh, they talk about all kinds of weird stuff like cryptids, uh, Bigfoot, aliens, injured cold, you name it. They discuss it. They're pretty cool cats. Their show is also much more professionally done than ours. Oh, my God. It is ridiculous. They've got, like, music in the background all the time. Well, not all the time, but, like, special moments and shit when they're, like, narrating or talking about stuff. they got sound effects. Those guys are pretty dope. Check them out, too. But also, most importantly, check out uh, Adam over at Tiff Tech. And I'm not going to plug... No, fuck it. I am going to plug. Check out Transatlantic Transmissions. That's a side project I got going on with Adam from TIFTAC right now. Uh, we just dropped our second episode, but if you're going to listen, maybe set some time aside because it is three hours long. We just shoot the shit about random things. Um, I'm not even going to get into that because if you want to know what it's about, go have a listen. Have I missed anything? Have I, have I got everybody? You guys got shout outs? No. Same as normal. Same nope. as usual. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even like want to shout out any of your friends or <laughs> No, they don't deserve it. Or your family. Friends. <laughs> They're both right here on the call with me. Yeah, Ollie, we know we're your only friends. <laughs> I was I was talking to Ryan. <laughs> he seems to be the only person here with other friends. Um <laughs> fuck. Oh, man, Ollie, you're so lonely. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> All I need is Ryan, so I'm good. Yeah, not even me, yes, which sir. is uh, which is crazy, because you knew me no. first. We met first, by the way, <laughs> just so as you know. That's right. Ryan, if people want to find you on the internet, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram and Twitch at Synthetic7S. Uh, and again, like we mentioned earlier, make sure to tune in for the watch parties on Wednesdays for Moon Knight to stay up to date with uh, stuff for the podcast. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And Ollie, if people want to find you on the internet, where can they find you? On Instagram at Oliver.HRuiz. Hell yeah. And if you guys want to find me on the internet, you can. Not sure why. But you can. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, on Twitter at the Real Snurfin, on the gram or Insta, as I like to call it, uh, at Snurfin. And if you want to find us as a podcast, 100% can do that as well, both on Twitter and Instagram at Nerdy Nomicron. I think that's it. We got it all. We got it all, right? Yep. Well, this has so. been this has been the episode, folks. And until next time, peace out and enjoy that outro music. Peace. It's been real.